What's up, everybody? Today we're talking about updates on Megan and Harry's departure and a lot more on Black Hollywood Live's The Trend. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Hey! hey! We are back. It's we 2020. Back. We're coming back with energy. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Welcome to Black Hollywood Lives the Trend. I'm Dario Christner. I got a full panel today. It's full Some high. old faces on this panel today. I know. But we're going to start off with the new face. Well, we're going to start off with, let's start off with the new face. Okay, we'll so we got the new, we got the new face right now. We got Dr. Venus Opal Reese, mm-hmm. author Dr. Venus Opal Reese with us today. Thank She's yes. going to talk about her book, her tour, and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to go to the old school folks <laughs> old over here. School. Well, you already know Courtney Stewart. Because I'm here all the time. All I'm the back. time. I'm back. She got a Rock Kim t-shirt on I right do, now. y'all. I like it. I made it. Vintage. Oh. I'm feeling that. No, I made it. Did you really? I did. I designed oh. it and had it printed. Uh, so are you in? Are you doing a set? We're going to talk about that. We'll talk about that later. That. <laughs> All right, y'all. I'm going to dabble in fashion. I'm going to dabble in fashion. Host fashion. Okay, merch. You know what we got to do. We got to do. This other old coins. face up here. You guys haven't seen him on Black Hollywood Live in a long time. I know. You might not recognize him. You may not recognize him now because now he's a big writer. He's a grown man, guys. He's a grown man. We can do a 10-year challenge. You know, I'm just saying, he's a big writer now on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes, he is. We have Nick Carter with us today. Give them checks. Black excellence, honey. Black excellence. And he got 80 rings on his finger. (laughs) And we're going to show that. Except the wedding ring. Ain't you married? Right. Married? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, we're gonna find that out as well. What about on Front Street? That's what family does. That's right? what we do. That's what it's all about. That's yeah. what we do. Doctor Venus, yeah. you fit right into this. Yeah. It's like you old school. It's like you've been here fifteen times. And I'm so happy that you embraced me. <laughs> well, we're happy to have you. Thank you. So we're hard. gonna talk about your book. We're gonna talk okay. about Brooklyn Nine Nine. Mm-hmm. But let's first talk about these topics that talk everybody's talking about this week. Topics. Mm-hmm. Talking mm-hmm. about topics. Wow. Talking about family. It was the holidays. Everybody, y'all had good holidays. Yeah. And too enjoyed quick, your though. family time. It was, it was too quick. It was yeah. too quick. Well, apparently, it wasn't quick enough for <laughs> Megan and Harry. Because after these holidays, they rolled up and said, Guess what? We are queen. Deuces. Okay. We moving to the North America. We're going to raise our family there. And we don't really care what you got to say about it. <laughs> so they were straight up left. Uh, mm-hmm. That 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 verdict came down from them. What was that last week? And uh, they basically sent it out over Instagram, which was <laughs> straight up savage. Savage. <laughs> Word on the street is grandma, grandpa, and aunties and uncles didn't nobody know it was going down. Nope. They scooped up little Archie and got on a boat and peaced out. So we've obviously been talking about this for a couple yeah. weeks now, and we heard so from. <laughs> they did. They scooped up Archie and said, you can out of here, brother. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we heard from the uh, queen mm-hmm. this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there was all kind of chattering going on. And the queen basically said, we fully support them, mm-hmm. even though we're disappointed that mm-hmm. they don't want to stay on as mm-hmm. full-time royals. But there is a lot of chirping going on saying that she really couldn't do anything else. Mm-hmm. She just kind of 
had to go with it, mm-hmm. and that a lot of the family was concerned that Megan was going to do a tell-all interview if, if they didn't grant her uh. the right to get out, basically, mm-hmm. and set herself free and let that bird fly. But uh, <laughs> so in the meantime, for a few days, we hadn't seen Megan or Harry and going mm-hmm. on, but on Wednesday, Megan resurfaced. Mm-hmm. She was volunteering at a women's shelter because also we didn't know exactly where they were going. Mm-hmm. They said North America, but you know, where's that? Like, there could be lots of different places. I thought Toronto maybe, but they ended up in Vancouver. Okay, I thought Toronto too, actually. Yeah, I thought Toronto for a little while just because that's where she filmed Suits and she had a house there and things like that. But apparently they went, but then I was like, but her mom is still really far from Toronto. Vancouver would definitely be closer and still very Hollywood. So (laughs) apparently they've made their way to Vancouver. Okay, And Megan's there with little Archie and she's volunteering with the women's shelters, letting everybody know. She's still living and she is doing all right, even though all these little racist magazines keep Girl. sending all these little racist little notes they to do. her and all kinds of horrible things. Mm. Even Pierce Morgan, who needs to shut up, had his own things to say about mm. how horrible she is. Harry went back to the family. Apparently they had like a little secret quiet meeting, too, mm-hmm. that Megan didn't call in for that we all yeah. heard about. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, but Harry's, uh, he made his final appearance. Like, we finally saw him again since the announcement um, yesterday. He was uh, judging a rugby match or something. I don't know. Like but Harry. he's in public now. He's <laughs> He's alive. Nobody cut off his head or anything like that. But uh, for the time being, they've made choices for their family. And some people are like, some parts of the world are like, yeah, go, Megan. You're like choosing yourself. And then other parts of the world are kind of like, she's horrible. Like, how could she make him do this? So interesting. What y'all think? First and foremost, it's always interesting to me that black women get villainized Mm -hmm. for a whole family, a culture, a people, a race, a world. Mm -hmm. I I get frustrated. And I know I'm on my best behavior, so I'm not going to curse. Oh, you don't because, have to be. Oh, but I. Oh, you don't understand. <laughs> we on the internet, girl. <laughs> it's all good. I got the note that said I can't curse, okay. God, and I'm trying my best. But the thing that frustrated me is I don't mind people having an opinion about public figures. It comes with the territory. Right, that's sure. going to happen. The thing that drives me a bit, bit bananas is the attack mm-hmm. that's racial and sexual. Yeah. Racial and gender. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you just look at the tweets and the stuff around monkey baby, yeah. it's, oh, yes. it's, it's malicious intent mm-hmm. and it's cowardly because they're not going to come out and say, say it to my face. Right. You're going to do it behind a computer? Yeah. That's insulting to me. If you're going to fight where I come from, we can do this. Yes. You know, right, frontal right. fight, we can right, do. Right. But behind the t- behind <laughs> a computer or Twitter, it's a cowardly move. I agree. So yeah. I get frustrated with how we get villainized and that we become the target mm-hmm. for family choice. Yeah. Yeah. So she, she, she makes some, make it sound like her husband didn't have me say so. Right. I mean, here's the thing, though. We all know that Harry is the, the rebel in the family anyway. Right. He That's always true. has been. He's probably been trying to get Y'all out. Y'all saw the Megan's pictures, you yes. know what I'm saying, years ago before there was a Megan. He's yeah. always been the rebel. So it's like, how are they now acting like he's like William, where it's like, okay, do what you're told. You know yes. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he's never been that, you yeah. know? And let's go back to Diana. She was a rebel, too. Yes. yes. You know, they have problems with her. You know what I mean? So don't get it twisted. Yeah. You know, but it's, I hate that it turns racial though. You know, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? The monkey stuff is just, it's like, come on, we, we, 2020, we 2020, we still call, we still get called monkeys. I mean, come on. And they'll attack her baby. And the baby. That's the thing. It's like, how do you want to come for somebody's baby? Yes. It's just maddening. And I, the thing that I appreciate is how they're handling it. Because had it been me, all the blackness in me would have just poured out on Twitter. Poured. I wouldn't have been able to help myself. It's just like, you know, President Bush can't help himself. What's that? They all the same to me. Yeah. Trump, you know, he can't stop True. himself. The orange terror. You know what? Yeah. We give him a tweet and he says his piece. I don't know if I would have been as dignified. 
And it makes me respect her more. Yes. Because she's not getting ugly about it. She's right. not even dancing with it. Right. She's I don't not. know if I could have. Yeah. That's a shot. She, I mean, she... Uh, go ahead, Nick. She should just write a book. Write a tell-all anyway. <laughs> Listen, that's Do it coming. anyway. You know that's right. coming. Yeah. Do you think it's coming? Do you think it's going to be a couple think years. It's ever be, I think it'll be like three or four mm-hmm. years. I think if anyone would do it, Megan would do it. See, I don't I think, think she, she will. I think she will hold on that? to that for... I think she is going to go live her life. Mm-hmm. They're about to make so much money. It's going to be insane. Mm-hmm. They're going to be rich. Mm-hmm. She's going to be fine. She's going to live the life that she wants to live. And I think that she will never give them the satisfaction and being able to say, see, we knew you were going to do that. Mm. That's why you weren't That's why you weren't one of us to begin with. And I don't mm. think she'll ever give them that satisfaction. I I hope she doesn't. I'll do it. <laughs> there will be lots of unauthorized ones, true, for true. sure. Mm. But I think that she, because I think that they, even though maybe the whole Instagram thing was kind of wild that they just put it out on Instagram, yeah. Grandma didn't know, like, it, it was kind of rough. Yeah. But I mm. do think that <clears throat> she honors what that legacy is mm-hmm. and I don't think she would want to compromise that by doing what they already think is I think she loves her husband exactly I think that she loves her husband I think she loves her family and I don't think I think that the way it's positioned in the media is that if it's a tell all it's like giving some dirt don't bash them right. Yeah, right instead of she could write a book anytime she wants right. but it could be positioned as a tell all even if it's not yeah. right. that's the way that's that really works so that's she true. can definitely write a memoir exactly but I feel like like the trash and stuff that she, they I want that. I don't think she's ever she may not she's a classy she's chick I don't, see it, yeah. I don't think she's that kind of woman yes I don't see she hasn't done it yet and she's had plenty of opportunities to come ugly. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Does anybody else want to just go to a Harry and Meghan dinner party, though? I'm just trying to... I <laughs> do. Can y'all come to L.A. and invite a brother? I'm like, or Megan? sister? Or sister? <laughs> For or real? Or family? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. We're rolling packs. Talk to yeah. us. I want to chill with Harry. I want to hang out with Harry. I want to play some rugby. Or some tequila with Harry. Yes, let's have a couple drinks. We can chat. It'll be a comfortable environment for you, and we can talk about your initiatives and all that you want to take over. He's running things with... Um, Oprah on Oprah, Apple. Oprah, they got the, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. they've they got, yeah, he's doing all the, like, the depression, or mental, mental um, illness. health. Yeah, mental illness. Document, oh, okay. uh, documentaries yeah. on, um, with Oprah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they got a whole, they got a whole life ahead of them. They're gonna be just fine. And I'm gonna say one more thing, and then I'll, I'll be quiet, I think, is I love that they're going after their own financial independence. Yes. yes. Don't, I mean, could you imagine letting go of the royals? Yes. Is it, yes. you know what? So y'all don't think that he ain't getting no little side well, check? Well, they said that you know he's probably yeah, going to be held yeah. until he gets check. to the point. But, like, don't get it twisted. The Royals, like, a lot of what they had is, like, owned by the state. Like, they're, they're mm. like, living in houses that aren't necessarily owned by them. So they get an allowance and things like that. So, I mean... Access without ownership still counts as a It, it counts. Life. It's access. But they're not giving up access. And I don't think the Queen's ever going to completely cut down their access. Because mm. they're... They're pivotal as much as they might not want to admit it. Mm-hmm. Meghan and Harry are <clears throat> kind of important to the forward movement of I mean, monarchy. That's true. Yes, yeah. true. And holding on to it. So, mm-hmm. and just a shout out to our fan Variety D in London. She oh, hit okay. me up with some information about what was going on with Mexit and how black folks over there are kind of feeling about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, she made a made a comment basically that she's glad that they're making the choices that they're making, mm-hmm. but she hopes that it doesn't completely remove Harry from everything and she'd like to see him still at like some of the big events and things mm-hmm, like that where mm-hmm. he has to wear his uniform and things like that so there's still some honorings and respect for the monarchy yeah. and tradition that it. they would like for Harry and Meghan to kind and of it sounds like they're to. Compl- it sounds like they're compliant I yeah. don't hear them exactly. saying deuces bounce I hear yeah. them saying we want to be individuals Yes, and that's a worthy thing in this climate to have people of their caliber and stature say you know what it's okay yes. to venture out right. be an entrepreneur mm-hmm. do your thing 
and still honor your, your roots. Because mm-hmm. to me, it's like they're honoring their roots, right. their heritage. Yes, for sure. On both sides of the water. Mm-hmm. You know? so. But you th- do you think that now that they're back over here, though, that, you know, Megan had a little bit of crazy family. They were trying to put all the business out on <laughs> well, black. That, you yeah, think they're going to try to now that they're back? Well, they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. He's already supposed to be, the dad is supposed to be, like, testifying against her for the, the lawsuit kidding? against the Daily Mail or something. It's some crazy. It's a mess. But there's one more thing. Whoever already tried to trademark the Royal Sussex before them in America, because they went to get the trademark and they got it, I believe, in Europe, mm-hmm. but they couldn't get it in America because there's already application in on it. Somebody was very entrepreneurial and smart. So if they get that, <laughs> Good for them. they're going to pay for I it. I mean, Thanks. Meghan and Harry obviously might have a bigger claim to it, but sure. it usually yeah. goes first come, first serve. Mm-hmm. So if they get that, and they can be like, yo, you can have it. <laughs> right. But it's going to cost, cost you. you. It's going to cost you. Like, why did I think of that? No one, th- it's, like, it's like getting the copyright to Happy Birthday. Yes. No one thinks yes. that far ahead. That's true. Or that Blue Ivy copyright. Oh, yeah, yeah. Blue, Blue Ivy's going to be a... Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. She's gonna be. A, she's gonna run the world. Yeah. Well, there you go, guys. Good luck, Megan. Good we luck. appreciate Yay. you guys. And good. Invite us we to that dinner party. We waiting for them invites. We're here for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go check my mail today. Yeah. <laughs> it's so quick. Yes. Quick. Yeah. Put it out there. Speaking mm. of Oprah and documentaries, Uh-oh. Oprah was also Ooh. back in the news this week about this Russell Simmons documentary mm. that is coming up. It's about to uh, premiere at Sundance on January 25th, and some of the ladies who are speaking in the documentary were uh, doing their press rounds and they were on CBS this week and discussing basically what is in the documentary and the three women that have been on the press tour are Drew Dixon, Celia Abrams and Alexia Norton-Jones. They all three have accused Russell Simmons of rape. And uh, so the documentary is coming. The issue has been that Oprah was attached to the documentary Mm -hmm. initially. And uh, Russell Simmons, obviously, last month kind of went on a tirade against Oprah for saying that, you know, they were friends. Like, how dare you? Like, we, like, how are you attached to this? It's fundamentally not true. He completely denies all of these allegations. He says he admits to have been a playboy Mm -hmm. in a different time. But he has never, Mm, never done any violence towards any woman ever. These are all lies. And he's taken nine lie detector tests to prove it. He said he was trying to prove it to his daughters because he Mm -hmm. obviously has some young daughters that Mm -hmm. would be like, Dad, what? Mm -hmm. Anyway, so the documentary is still going forward. It was going to be at Sundance whether Oprah was on it or not. Mm -hmm. Some people gave Oprah some flack for coming off the documentary. But she did say that she, although she had creative differences about how they were portraying the stories and she didn't feel like they put enough context to the times, which is suspect, but we'll talk about it. Um, she said they didn't pull enough context to the Times. She does, however, believe the women wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. even though she cannot go forward with her name on the documentary. Mm-hmm. Are y'all ready for the documentary? What y'all think? I'll be watching it. Mm. I mean, you 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 can't trust yogis, huh? That's that's what I've learned. <laughs> what does that mean? That, Bikram? Bikram was... Yeah. Oh. He was a yogi. Yeah, he was a yogi. Right. Oh, you went all the you way know? in the cut. He you went, went deep. All the way, went all the way in. Because there was just a documentary. It was that, just that, a documentary. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Wow. But, you know, I mean, you know, Russell... I don't know if he did or if he if he didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, I I like to believe victims. You know, and 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 so you like to believe victims. That's interesting. Uh, like yeah. every every time. I mean, you, yeah. Do you yeah. have to be presented with a certain amount of facts before you believe them, or you just automatically go? Well, yes. Like if if there's a story, like and someone has an accusation. Okay, like let's listen to the accusation. So we listen to that first, and then we we listen to the to the facts, and I lean towards the victim, and you and I try to 
make the the guilty person innocent if it didn't happen. I got you. Okay. You know? Like that's the way like I, I look at stuff like like this now just because it's like yeah. it's such a big thing. Yeah. So I I stand with Oprah. Mm. Okay. All right. This is a little challenge. I'm trying God help me. So um I think that one, I don't like the word victim. I have my own reasons for that, but I'm not going to play with that for now, and I know your intentions are pure. I'm going to come back to that, because I want to know what, what that means. <laughs> we're going to get back to that. Noted. <laughs> okay. Just saying. But I, so when I think about R. Kelly, when I think about Bill Cosby, when I think about different people who are celebrities, mm. to give us some context, they had liberties, they had access, and they had permission socially to take actions that didn't occur to them as a rape. Mm. Okay. Mm. See, rape didn't become legal until the seventies, and it was and it became illegal because it became it was about a violent act, not mm. about the sex act, right? So when Russell says he can pass a lie detector test because he didn't think he did it, he, he don't think he did shit. You see what I'm saying? Right. So I came and as a street girl, I know how to pass a lie detector. If you believe yourself enough, you can pass a lie detector test. You have to believe no, yeah, that's it. That's true. Yeah, I believe so that. I don't yeah. trust. I don't take that to case in terms of. Oprah being attached to it. Oprah has dealt with this in her personal life. I can, I mean, like she was, you know, she's, she's gone through some things. Yeah. So I can see why she would be attached to it at an emotional level. And her girls in Africa went through this, and she's never won a case. Mm-hmm. Every one of those girls who ever said someone raped them or touched them, she never won a case. And I can see why she would be attached to it emotionally. In terms of fairness, I don't think anything that is done in the media will ever be fair. Mm. I don't think it can be because it's only coming from a point of view. Mm. The point of view will be jaded or shaded one way or the other. So I don't trust anything in the media, not because it's this, not because it's dishonest, but because it's point is a lens is through someone's eye. And that eye is going to say what it sees. The person who has the pen tells the story. Right. And as a writer, Whatever you write is what we're going to listen to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't want to fall into the whole notion of right, wrong, or fair or not fair. What I will say is for the ladies who are speaking up, I call them brave. Yeah. I, don't be care, I don't be care what kind of whatever. To speak up takes more courage and more bravery than it does to be quiet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I make a distinction between courage. Courage is taking action in the face of fear. Brave is what running into the burning house knowing you could die. Mm-hmm. And you do it anyway yeah. for something greater. So I don't really have a high value on accuracy because memory changes on yeah, both sides of the true. coin. So I, that's not my fault. What I'm more interested in is that they had a platform to speak their truth and it's yeah. opened up dialogue that we would never have had That's true. Yeah. if they hadn't spoken up. Yeah. So for that, they, they get my loyalty and my love. Yeah. 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 Hey, hey, listen. <laughs> you, you, you dropped the mic. I mean, I, I'm just uh, look. The show is over. I don't. I don't know where this to go from there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. I, it, I'll just put Russell definitely dropped out of existence though for a minute. Yeah, you know he moved I mean? to like, Bali. As yeah, soon as the accusations came out, he left and went to Bali and just divested <laughs> from all his businesses in hopes that the negative press wouldn't cause problems. Right. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that he even did make a comment about Oprah. I thought he was just so uh, quiet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? What? I'm just, you know, whatever. I, I, I will just say that in his comment... And when he was responding, mm-hmm. he made mention of the, you know, the nine not lie detector tests. And everybody knows that people can beat be mm-hmm. lie detector mm-hmm. tests. That's why they're not admissible in court, mm-hmm. number one. Number mm-hmm. two, he made the con- in the comment, I, I don't have the text with me, but he said something to the effect of things that happened 30, 40 years ago in a different time, in a different whatever. And I'm like, 
whether it happened 30 years ago or Mm -hmm. 40 years ago, it happened Mm. in some way and Mm. in some version. Mm. And you do not deny that you were lacking in respect for women. Mm -hmm. So it's not a huge leap for us to believe Mm -hmm. that you crossed the line. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you even it just seemed dismissive when he mm-hmm. was like oh it was 30 40 years ago right. like wow well, i'm a different right. person great you're a different person but you're still not owning up to that so for me he spoke guilt to me through his right that that statement alone his statements alone and yeah. i just i'm 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 appalled because, and it's like, look, everybody might not be telling the truth, but everybody ain't lying. <laughs> right. There's always an element to every, with truth with everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So maybe one of them, maybe y'all was both drunk and it went somewhere it shouldn't. Right. But then this other one over here and then another one over there and then another one over there. You want me to believe, like, it's the same thing that happened with Cosby. Like, bro, right. you admitted you was drugging one chick. You think we, the right. other 75, we right. just... Even if we don't believe even you. if sixty two no. out of the seventy five, even if one percent, no, no, right. you went too far. Right. Like, yeah, okay. and you have yeah. admitted yeah. that you didn't respect women mm-hmm. and had your way the way you wanted when you wanted. Mm-hmm. So right. I don't, I don't, whatever. Well, let me ask you this though, because you made a, a really relevant point. I'd like to give, especially the two females on the panel, their their point of view on it. But you mentioned that Russell said uh, he's very dismissive about it being thirty years ago. If Russell had come and said, "Yes, it was thirty years ago, and yes, I did." do it and I was a different person in, and, I, and I feel terrible about that and I am trying to work on myself and, and move forward in my life I have two daughters now I don't want them to see me in that light would you be able to forgive him for what he did 30 years ago and would accept his apology I be able to forgive him both of you even Nick would you be able to <laughs> I want to hear your opinion Nick necessarily think that forgiveness is the word because I'm not in he didn't harm me I, he needs but to seek forgiveness from those people but I would have more respect for him because nobody stands up and says because look we are not confused that the culture like you said rape wasn't even a crime until the 70s like mm-hmm. and husbands could rape their wives yes. like yes. nothing yes. so where sure. anybody that is any kind of person of thought like mm-hmm. understands that culturally things have shifted Real. and the things that we honor and respect as rape or sexual assault and things like that didn't exist certain sexual harassment wasn't sexual harassment 10 years ago so if you can say that like in the context of the times I was a pig and I probably crossed some lines I shouldn't have crossed. Mm-hmm. But I get that legally you don't want to say that because then you don't want to make yourself gonna, then, liable. Then, yeah, but it's one of those, bigger. just like you said, are you brave enough to run in a fire knowing you might not come out? Yes. Yes. If you really have changed yes. and you really do receive yes. that what you were doing mm. was out of line, mm. whatever out of line it was, you knew it was out of line, then you would not be afraid to stand up and say, yo, you know what? I was on some foul stuff back then. Yeah. And yep. you know what? I'm going to do everything I can now to make it right. Make it right. I love that. I love that because what we're dealing with is impact, not intent. Mm. See, people talk about feelings and emotions and like, oh, I'm sorry. That has nothing to do with the impact of these women, real or imagined, mm-hmm. for what, a little bit or a lot bit. Yeah. They've been living with some things. Mm. And when you deal with impact versus your intention was, oh, I didn't mean. It's like someone who gets drunk and drives and kills somebody's kid. I didn't mean to kill the kid. I didn't mean it, but the kid is dead. And there's a motherless child, right? So what I love about what you're saying is you're pointing to the notion of being accountable and responsible for the impact of the action, regardless of the context. In regard of the time, whether you could be somebody's... mm, ah, God help me not curse. You can do bad things. And those bad things 
still have residue in grown people's lives right. mm-hmm. yeah. in a very real way to shape their relationships, their trust, That's true. their ability to actually be intimate. Mm-hmm. This is real stuff. And people suicide attempts because they hadn't, no one said it, they, they, they make it seem like you're lying. Yeah. yeah. And because and that's the thing that's the most damaging. I don't think the sex act is the damaging part. Mm-hmm. I think the impact, the damaging part, is the impact of the silence uh, and the dismissiveness, probably. Yes, as well. And that's and that's what I'm hearing these women say is, I'm a person. I have feelings. I'm not just an opportunity for you to get off. Right. And so I'm with you, and I'm I'm here for the impact. All right. Well, Nick. So am I. Uh, yeah, I, like, Nick, I agree. I concur. I concur. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on to our EUR Web Story Spotlight of the Week. EUR Web Story Spotlight of the Week. Well, someone who is not silent is Ava DuVernay. That's right. She was not. She has not been silent on Twitter for several months now. She's 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 been going back and forth with several people. Uh, and uh, Stephen King is new to her uh, line <laughs> he of fire. He caught some smoke. He got some smoke. Let's just say there's some, some dust and uh, smoke behind him. <laughs> so we all know Stephen King. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, from mm-hmm. his, He's a horror icon. He's a brilliant well, we are now in the... Uh, we're one month out from the Oscars. Yep. And we dealt with this several years ago. Where A couple years what ago. What do you mean? I wanted to be several. I wanted to be several. Last week. Like last week, actually. Oscar's so white. Right, right. Oscar's so white. Last week. Last week, actually. Right. Two hours ago. Two hours ago. Around the corner. Outside them doors. It's Oscar nomination time again. The Oscar noms were just put out this week. And we noticed once again a lack of diversity in our film nominations. In fact, the only real nomination for someone of color was our girl Harriet who yes. I love yes uh, Cynthia, yeah, Cynthia and Revo worthy worthy, um, worthy. Wor- very worthy of that mm-hmm. award I just talked to her at the Golden Globes and she is oh, wow. she's the best yes. but uh, let's just say that's the positive the negative is where was everybody else mm-hmm. right where was everybody else mm-hmm. so Ava was just expressing her opinions about you know the lack of diversity in, in hashtag Oscars so white mm-hmm. Mr. Stephen King you know also expressed his opinions about it <laughs> We all know that Stephen uh, is a, a, a you know one of the Academy members and yes. has been voting for many many years. Mm-hmm. And he had this to say because Ava, you know, he had made a couple tweets about the, you know his voting process, and Ava was not too happy about it and was very vocal about that. And this is what Stephen had to say: As a writer, I am allowed to nominate in just three categories. Best Picture, Best Adapted Screenplay, and Best Original Screenplay. For me, the diversity issue, as it applies to individual actors and directors, did not come up. That said, I would never consider diversity in the matters of art. Mm. Only quality. It seems to me that to do otherwise would be wrong. And Ava clapped back and said she thought his comments were backwards and ignorant. Now, he has also come back again and tried to kind of explain his feelings of why he said what he said, mm-hmm. but I don't think there's no coming back from it now because now people are going in on him. <laughs> uh, they don't even need Ava to go in on him. What do you think about him and his comments um, and, and, and his explanation on, on his lack of sense of diversity? I would love to hear from the writer. You know, uh... <laughs> Stephen King is a great writer. Yes. Right? Yes. Langoliers is probably one of my, my favorite movies and one of my favorite Stephen King books. But, um, also, side note, shout out to Matthew A. Cherry, who was also nom- yes. nominated. Yes. For a um, short. Yes. Yes, for a short. Yes. Uh, but, you know, Stephen, listen. 
you, the diversity isn't what you need to be talking about. Like, <laughs> not your topic. It's not. Yeah, like, Just sit down, eat your cheese sandwich, write your scary stories, and like, let's like. I I understand he wants to be invited to the barbecue. I I understand that like he <laughs> he, he has been. You know, like a voice for, and he has championed mm-hmm. some of you know, like black issues and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah. so you know, let's mm-hmm. let's not take all of that away from right. from yeah. Stephen King. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he's a whole lot better than that other Stephen King. But sure, uh, you know, like again, there there are there are things that when you should just, you know when to talk and you know when to not talk. Yeah. You know, and just listen. If, if that, that wasn't your Kool Aid, you right. know, like you had the lemonade over here, you was going for the for the Kool Aid. Great was for everybody else. You had the regular lemonade. All I'm saying is enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> be quiet and you know watch watch the Oscars and I'm Langoliers too, please. <laughs> you're so silly. You're so silly. <laughs> I am. I am a fan. I mean, I'm a fan of Stephen, but I mean, it's one of those things. Is it white privilege? You know what I mean? Yes. Because is he? Is he? But then it's like, how do you have just? A, we're we're in. Look at the news, bro. Like we're in a, a state of culture where you should not even be. Don't make any diversity comments, okay? Mm-hmm. Just like you just. We're not in that place right now. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I actually think it's interesting because, like, I read over his tweets a couple times, and obviously, I I think the sentiment, obvious, like when he said, like it's about access, and we just don't have enough of it, and that that now those are all good points, mm-hmm. but I think. It almost maybe it is a good thing that he did this because he made the in the quote that you read he was talking about it was about quality right right and I think what he missed in saying that is that quality is uh, it's subjective exactly and if you are only looking at quality through your subjectivity mm-hmm. you're true. probably going to miss true. something yeah. because. Love it. You're old mm-hmm. and <laughs> you're white and you're in America. Like mm-hmm. so, you just don't have. So it's like you really did. You really not think out what you were saying, or are you really completely missing the fact that in your hunt for quality, you're actually skipping over things because you don't necessarily personally relate to them, and that doesn't determine their quality in one way or the other. That's true. I love yeah. it. Yeah. When Kendrick Lamar won the Pulitzer. That was, there was a, but it's deep. It's yeah. profound it's on so, so many levels, right? But yeah. the but the word, the, well, the word on the street, not from black people, for people who are non-black, was like, oh, it, it diminished the Pulitzer yeah. because it was rap, mm-hmm. right? And he was talking about a particular lived experience for a people, mm-hmm. right? So the quality was staggering, but because they didn't have eyes to see it, mm-hmm. yeah. right? It now becomes less than. Right. And the, I, I love the responses on Twitter to that particular comment was as if diversity doesn't equal quality. Right. Yeah. That you can't be diverse and quality right. at the same time. Yeah. 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 So diversity equals you're going to get a pass. Right. And you're going to do sloppy work and you're not going to be qualified. And that's the assumption behind his statement. Yeah. Is that diversity doesn't equal that you earned it. It means we gave you we gave you we gave you some favor. Right. And that's and that's the that's the that's the argument. But I do I love what you stated about. Um, the lens, how he's going to see it. He's not going to see quality because his definition of quality doesn't match the current times. Right. You know, so... That's why we're getting rid of the old guards. <laughs> and they're kicking and screaming. <laughs> oh, my fight. God. They're they fighting. They're trying to hold that on to the doors. We're trying to slam so it down. Yeah. People fight the hardest before they die. That's true. Right? Yeah. So, 
Yeah. Sorry, y'all gotta go. Y'all gotta go. <laughs> we, I mean, we tried. We, we really, really have tried. We really tried. We've lived this for a very mm-hmm. long time, and it's just. And I know that there's also the argument like, oh, you know, the Oscars should not determine the value of our art and this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. And I've said this a million times before, and I'll keep saying it. As long as, as a culture, we accept the Oscars as a standard Mm -hmm. for high art, Mm -hmm. it does matter. Mm -hmm. And I think it should matter. And I don't think, that doesn't mean I don't think we should continue to super support the NAACP awards and we should be out Mm -hmm. there making our own stuff without Mm -hmm. needing Mm -hmm. that, you know, stamp of approval. But I do think that we should also continue to punch at that door Mm -hmm. because in the end, that Pulitzer, even though some of the people are saying like, oh, it brought it down. Mm -hmm. No, that means something. And and maybe that doesn't mean something to everybody. But like me, Huge reader, huge mm-hmm. poet, like that changed it something for didn't me. It, it yeah. makes it impossible. It may, and it's yeah. not something that I would be like ever thinking could ever happen. Mm-hmm. So I a young hip hop activist who's in the making right now who sees that exactly. and has something to look forward mm-hmm. to and so, look up to and, mm-hmm. and you know morphs their life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's it. deep, you know. It's a, it's a deep thing. Now the my question also is that we've seen a little bit of change in TV. I mean, you obviously you work in TV. You, yes. you're, you're seeing this every day. I see more people of color. We talk about how, even on commercials, I'm like, wow, it's, it's two of us now. <laughs> why? I ain't got no job. Right. I need to get some jobs. It's two of us. So why is that not translated to film? Yet. 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 But Maybe. I would feel like it should by now because we've already had this this situation before with Oscars well, so white. the film industry is also kind of jacked up just because of, <laughs> like, I mean... Who it, owns it? it who right. owns it? Right. What makes money? Because, I mean, the, when you talk about diversity in terms of film, like, we can keep going, like, it's women, it's black, white, everything, everything else. And also, they don't make a lot of films on right. mid-level budgets anymore right. because mm-hmm. supposedly they don't make money. And that's where you would get, like, these entrees into sure. different areas of life and things like that. They, what sells is Marvel. Right. It's real. What people buy tickets to is superheroes. Yeah. So until that shifts, if it does, I don't know. Some people say it'll completely collapse in a little bit anyway. And well, we're not going well, to. We're about to hopefully not have a strike, but they're talking about a strike. So we'll, we'll see. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. We, we don't want to. We're making like a plan. None of us want that. He's trying to get married. He's yeah. got to buy a house. <laughs> this, this it's guy, like he has a ring off his finger. You know, to add to his equation on his fingers. You know, all right. So we got to move on to the next subject, unfortunately, because we are running out of time because we're talking so much, which I love. Tyler Perry, speaking of writer's room. Writer's Tyler Perry has also caught some heat because of his comments about his lack of writer's room. Several weeks back, he went viral because he there was a statement about him writing all his own scripts and writing hundreds of scripts without writer's room yeah, without a writer's room and he posted on Instagram and he you know he's been getting a lot of ham on that and he's actually addressed it recently mm-hmm. he said he had a bad experience with a previous writer's room because the writers were turning in scripts that he had to pay for and repay for mm-hmm. and they were bad so he decided to write them himself because he could write 18 Medeas okay <laughs> he could write 18 Medeas by his damn self alright so he also added that you know it what it takes him two weeks to write sometimes takes writers six months to write or months to write mm-hmm. so you know therefore he said he ain't changing nothing y'all can get mad at him all you want to but guess what he is not changing shit so what y'all think about that how you feel like that how, how you feel about that writer we yeah, know writer. you in the writer's room how you feel about that Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. Also another fan. Um, Huge fan. Here's the thing. No, so, so I, I read you know what, what Tyler said, and 
first of all, Tyler is a machine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. yes, he is. Like yes, he you know, is. on on the show that I work on, uh, our showrunner who's who was writing on our show was also writing a, a movie, and you know has a family and this and that too. And like I know he was busy, so to see the type of stress that he has to go through, mm-hmm. I already know like Tyler is going through <laughs> X, Y, and Z, and he has right. like a new kid. So, mm-hmm. right. but again, everyone, every artist has their own process, and so like whatever your thing is, that's then that's what you should mm-hmm. do. Right. Mm-hmm. But he also said that like he was taking a different ratings because of this and because of that. I mean, I think ratings was something else, but that's a totally right. different story. But I also saw that he is open to writers' rooms with a different showrunner. He just doesn't want to be in that room. Right. Mm-hmm. So the other thing that I was thinking, I was like, well, maybe you should have like a mentorship program. Or sure, something that's that a great you idea. Can, you know, maybe help some young budding <laughs> scribes who happen to look like you. But this is the challenge. We don't have the expectation of of Stephen King. We don't have, no, hear my word. We don't have the expectation. If we just took it into a broader context, we don't have the expectation that an artist has taken jobs away Mm. from other potential writers who probably, it's a learning process to writing. That's not a joke. You have to go hours and hours on stage just to get a joke and punchline. That's a setup and a punchline. You know, you spend a lot of time getting that salad. So to demand or expect a black man to open to be willing to do a writer's room so other people can learn from him positions him in a very awkward place. Right. It's, 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 it becomes an obligation, not a privilege or an honor. And that would make I wouldn't want to do that. So I think there's something about our expectation of black people in power mm-hmm. that has to be like if you made it, you should lift me up as I come. Right. Okay. And I have I'm not saying no to that, but I think it goes back to quality. He gets to choose. As an artist, we have processes. Yep. And if you have to include other people so people don't get mad because you made it, right. then you're, you're putting me in a box. Right. Yep. That's like putting T.D. Jakes in a box. Right. Mm-hmm. We he would, ain't going to fit in a box. No, he can't. He's, t- he's so himself. And he's a mogul. I was trying to be shy like that. I was trying to throw shade. I was Pastor, Bishop, we didn't mean it. It just came out that way. It came out that way. We didn't mean it that way. We love you. I'm going to go to church I pray. holy water on the pray. I feel you. I can't really criticize Tyler Perry because he's employed so many damn black people. Yes. You know what I mean? And I mean, a lot of people, I think, were also taking it as he was being, you know, kind of self-boasting of you know and 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 taking away from writers and 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 putting people on to make money but my thing is he is he really has he changed put the on, game he changed the game he so i can really be mad so i mean courtney thinks differently I, no i support tyler and the machine that he has established because he found a lane and he has lane works yeah. And it is not for me to determine whether or not he should change or open up some new lanes. But I would suggest that maybe the mentorship thing is a cool thing. Okay. <laughs> like, perhaps. And, I mean, because I don't want to, like, obviously, in terms of Tyler, I'm a fan of Tyler. I'm not a fan of Tyler's work. Mm-hmm. So I, and I, I understand the criticism of his work. Mm-hmm. And I do think that some of the things that he's done, not everything, I think some things have its lane, like have and have nots and those kind of things. Like those are what they are and I sure. receive them and love them and whatever. But I do think there are other things that he has done that could have been taken to the next level like if what? he was open to, how did I get married? Could have been more than it was. Not that it was bad. Right, right. It just I just think that there creatively there are other levels that I think he could reach as okay. well. Okay. And I think that we and maybe he's fine. What I think that as a creative, you're not losing when you collaborate with other creatives. I think you lose all the time. Have, well I I, I would not all that. the time. And I'm, and I think that's a fair assessment. 
I, but if you collaborate, it should be by choice, not obligation. Oh, for sure. And I don't think he's obligated to do anything. No, he I was should in, continue. Not, not you. I was just thinking about the positioning in terms sure. of the Twitter yeah. stuff. But I also think that when you were talking about um, creatively to uh, to uplevel his creativity, there's a market that he has literally Absolutely. that lane that loves him mm-hmm. and. If we look at, if we if we compare, and this is not a good p- comparison, right? But it's the best I got right now. If we compare his market to Trump's market, mm. it has the same loyalty. That's true. Okay, because That's it's, it's speaking directly to Tim a particular him. pain point. That's very true. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's not designed to be creatively. Exactly. You know, it's not, it wasn't built for that. It yeah. was yeah. built for a particular group of people who needed to see themselves represented. For sure. And that gives us a different kind of diversity. But I think it would be great to have more Tyler Perry's versus having him do it. Yeah. And I love that he built his plant. I love that he built his studio on a plantation. I, 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 I'm still so, so yeah, yeah, that. So I fully received that yeah. in ways you can't even imagine. <laughs> Because whatever, I mean, but I just I want to correct myself. I didn't mean how did I get married. I meant color girls because that oh, was my life. Oh yes, and color. I was very upset with what he did with it. But I think a woman should have done that. I, don't th- I, I have theories. But, but, but that's I got, I got you. I got you. I didn't mean. Yeah, I just want to correct that. You were that. gonna say boo, but uh, <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> be, <laughs> just I love us. Boo and boo to again funny movies, Tyler. But I think that he's doing great. Mm-hmm. But. As a young black writer, mm-hmm. I don't think he's he's taking away jobs. Okay. I just think that he should. And and yes, I am putting this on Tyler just because of what he's been able to mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. do. And I, I think that like we look at at him as like, oh, like I can maybe do this. Absolutely. But maybe just show me like what's a good. Should I do this or should I do do this? Like should I do A? Should I do B? You know? Mm-hmm. And then just kind of give us a I give us you. you know give us a master class but do you think that he's yeah. afraid that it's going to change his formula too much by incorporating other writers in that in that sense that's what he said that's that's mm, I mean that's, that's essentially what that's, I mean that is I guess that is essentially what he, he said <laughs> so he wants uh, control yeah he's, in, other, in so many words it's the same thing yeah, yeah. and he's also if you uh, how can I say this he's I think that we think about him as a creative that's different than thinking of him as a businessman. For sure. Mm. So I, and this may be just where I stand, I love him as a businessman. I don't really, I'm not even, I don't care what he does. I just like that he did it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and the fact that he's building out studios that we can come to, that to me is the mentorship. Right. Is the modeling. Because a master class, you know, some people can't teach. That's not true. every artist. No, that is very true. Not every very, artist. Very you don't want them to teach you. Right. Right. This, <laughs> they may leave you damaged. Listen, Tyler, if you want to hit me and uh, Courtney up about the Oval and have, have us, uh, you know, make an appearance. Why do you keep I'm leaving us out? Right? I received that. We can do all. I mean, the family. We can do a new Oval. It would be the Black View. We can talking about what's going on in the White House. I love it. Oh my God. We got a story. We are so here. I see a pitch. I receive it. Oh my God. Either. You need this, Tyler. Yeah. We are here for this. you. We, here we got oh you. My God. We got you. A black view. Mm. <laughs> a black view. Mm. We need black it. view. Talk about the oval. I love about this. The, the oval office. You are so we, smart. She is. Right. That's why we keep Gosh. her. <laughs> Give me some checks. <laughs> Give some checks. <laughs> Give some checks. All right. We got. We, we got wrap up. So we want to hear about the raw truth. Doctor Venus, tell us about the raw truth. Your book. Okay, I have a new book out. It's called The Raw Truth: A Pimp Daughter's Diary, and it's a it's a it's a lot. It specifically concerns my background of coming off the streets. And the absence of my father as a presence. Mm. If my father had been around, I don't know. I'm pretty confident that my life would have gone a different direction. But I'm not saying that's better or worse. All right. So I'm doing a tour. It's called the Raw Truth Book Plus Tour. Pimp slap the past. 
into peace, pain, purpose, and profits. Because mm. you have oh. to have money in order to finance your dream. That is the that truth. Is so I was able true. to take my pain and pimp it, my language, from into five million in six years. All right. And yeah. so money is very easy for me. I can hear what people will buy from you, but that's a street thing, mm-hmm. right? So part of what I'm really continuing with is embracing the street in all of us and having it be a positive, not a negative. So the raw truth is a raw account is is sexually explicit. Is it's it's a lot and it's for grown folk. Don't give it to your babies. Don't don't okay. mature, no, you need to be eighteen years old to read this book. Don't you don't you don't you give it to your children. Don't do it. I ain't going to jail. I want no problems. I want no hate mail. I want no tweets. Like, Dr. Venus said what? I'm like, yeah, I did say it. So it's not even it's 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 very explicit. It's the X rated. But if you have the courage and if you're brave and you're willing to confront those places where you've been lying to yourself, it would be a roadmap. It will mentor you in mm-hmm. how to actually heal the self-hate that's done by socially acceptable acts like drinking and partying and street stuff. So right. for the people who are listening and watching who aren't in California or mm-hmm. L.A., where's the tour? Where can they see you oh, and I'm, get a book signed? So go, the best place to go, so I don't want to mess up the dates, but we are touring naturally, nationally, right? So this is L.A., I'm sorry, San Diego. No, Santa Monica. I'm going to get it right. Um, we're doing that now. We're doing this weekend. But if you want to see me on tour, if you want to get an autograph, if you want to see the play, just go to rawtruthbook.com rawtruthbook.com forward slash tour and you'll get all the dates all the information and I would love to come see you I would love to hug you on tour she yeah, the truth yeah. y'all need to go she buy is. this book and see her book, for real it. I'm gonna I'm go I'm gonna go just to hang out with you <laughs> 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 I'm in the Black Hollywood Live up in there too. Nick, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Where is that? What's going on? Five seasons, right? No, this is season eight. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. February sixth, season premiere, season seven on uh, NBC. Nine o'clock. Check local listings. All that fun stuff. Uh, but yes, I've, we're we're back and NBC renewed us again. So they you know, we, we get to go back to work and it's great. And you know, I, they allowed me to write a script. And so, you know, Yay. this season, all I can say it's hang on to your butts. Hang right? on to your butts. <laughs> you can say other things. We're trying so hard. Maybe sweat. You gotta tell us a little bit, Nick. Yeah, like give us how something. you started at Brooklyn Nine Nine to where? Because um, you're a writer now, but yeah. like you came I, from something. <laughs> I started here, Courtney. I was actually talking about how you started at Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh. <laughs> no, we ended yeah, up so, actually so writing the, script. the uh, abbreviated version is, uh, you know, we I did a podcast here, then we moved to Black Hollywood Live, and from that met Prentice Penny, who is now doing Uncorked, and he's their showrunner Insecure, and he was working on Brooklyn then, and you know, like I, I, I don't want to say I owe my career to Prentice, but you know, Prentice is an amazing but you met him. human. You met. Met him here. At Black Hollywood. Yeah, met him, Black met Black him, him here. So, <laughs> Derek, I told you. Oh, no, I okay, okay, okay. the network that I created. On, I just want to acknowledge. On After Buzz TV, I just it was happy this. endings. Okay. That was the first time we All met right. Prentice, and then it was okay. Black Hollywood Live next. Prentice okay. came in, brought us Golden Globe. Okay. You're welcome, Daryl. Okay. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the Brooklyn Nine-Nine yeah. Season 1 Golden Globe. Uh, that he, so you technically owe me a check. Oh, wow. I'm just playing. I'll wait for that in the mail. No, keep going. Sorry. Yeah, so I mean, you know, and it's and it's fun, and and you know, we have an r- amazing writers' room, and we're with a great a, a bunch of creatives, and you know, like it's we have we have fun, we get to tell jokes, and you know, Terry Crews is great, and Andrea Brower does some, woo, 
Great Listen, work. Oh, my God. We He's got fantastic. him to do some stuff this season, you guys. We're ready. Oof. We're ready for it. Excited. Yeah, it's going to be good. Well, so, y'all did all that for him, I want to know what y'all going to do for me. <laughs> I'm at the table now, all right? So we I'm got, glad listen, I found this all happening. We got the black view. We're, 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 we're making moves. We are right Well, Nick, real talk, we are super proud of you, man. We were glad that you wanted to come on the show today. Yeah. Want to hang out? Don't forget us black folks. You know what I'm saying? As you keep venturing on and become a head writer. Keep writing. And writing all these you great series. You need somebody series. for a cameo. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. My other eye there. is working. I'm a writer. All right, so, you know, all right. Now, I'm, she, I'm she gonna, that's right. I'm I'm buying this. I'm, I'm gonna go online and I'm oh, going yeah, to order. I'll give it to you. No, no, I'm gonna. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna would you rather buy it? Yeah, yes, no, because he's gonna go online. I know you did. I want to. I want to go right now. Cut it in the middle. You should text me and take a picture. You know what? You're so wrong. You know what? No, you're in a recess. Ghetto. No, we said he's got the Brooklyn Nine Nine text. We'll we'll take this in the When you're done with your half, I'll give you my half. I'm just I'm going to buy it. Too. They split the kids down the middle. 2020, guys. <laughs> it's 2020. Okay, where can everybody follow social media? We're going to start with Dr. Venus. Um, you can find me, Dr. Venus Opal Reese. You can just look me up or Black Woman Millionaire. Anyone, you can find me. Just Twitter is Dr. Venus O. Reese. Okay. Facebook is Dr. Venus Opal Reese. And it's Venus, Dr. Venus Opal Reese. Google her. Nick? <laughs> Thank uh, you. It's still the Nick Ferdu. All over the internet, guys. <laughs> All over the internet. Who, go, who figured, who figured the internet. it? I'm still at Stuart Starlet, and yeah, I'll be back next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at Daryl Kristen. I'll be back next week, and you can catch me on a new season of CBS's This Is L.A. Oh, yeah. coming out. Oh, wow. Couple weeks probably Yay! about that. Mm-hmm. So, well, uh, and uh, we'll be also supporting Dr. Venus. I know. So buy that book. Yes. And watch Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yes. Look for yes. Nick's credits. Yes. I was so proud when I saw. Him. And we're all going to be recording. Yeah, on the just, I slowed it down on my yeah, I was so proud. This was so much fun. I want to say thank you to everybody for including me. Let me be myself. Please come back for sure. I would be honored. And Nick, you're brilliant, and I love the way you're able to diffuse a tense moment with your humor. Yeah. It's really nice. Mm, it's a gift, dope. and it's nice, and I appreciate it because I get hot real quick. Okay. So <laughs> you're like, let me help you understand. We're going to go to the barbecue. So <laughs> we got this covered. It's been great. All right, y'all. Well, have a great weekend. Welcome 2020. I mean, I know it's been a couple weeks, but it feels like it's just been running since we got it here. Has. So mm-hmm. lots of good things coming up. We'll yes, see you yes. soon. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood Redefined.